0: Language is crucial to understanding societies. It's crucial to recognising the ecological, social, political and economic conditions in which we live. We use language to frame problems, formulate solutions, to negotiate and communicate political and economic pitfalls. Language is interaction that can accelerate action. But language is also performance, and performances can be used to distract from inaction, to avoid action, or postpone action, as much as to accelerate it. And language is what we focus on in this second series of our Language and Power podcast. Hi, Tom. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Yeah. So we're today going back to the Partygate scandal. This time we're going to be looking at in more detail at the Gray report or the interim findings. So we're still, as we record, we're still awaiting the official report from Sue Gray on Partygate. But what we do have at the moment and what we're going to talk about today is the investigation update. So this was published back in the end of January 2022 as an interim findings. Interim because the Metropolitan Police were also investigating this matter. So let me just remind everybody what Partygate is all about. So I'm just going to very, very quickly uh, read the first paragraph. There's a whole page on Partygate on Wikipedia, so I'm just going to read the first paragraph. So it tells us that Partygate is a political scandal in the United Kingdom regarding parties and other gatherings of government and Conservative Party staff held during the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 and 2021, when public health restrictions prohibited most gatherings. While several lockdowns in the country were in place, gatherings took place at 10 Downing Street, its garden, and other government buildings. These were first reported on from late November 2021 and attracted media attention, public backlash, and political controversy. In late January 2022, 12 gatherings came under investigation by the Metropolitan Police, including at least three attended by Prime Minister Boris Johnson. So as re- we record, we we don't know the outcome of the Metropolitan Police investigation. We've got the. We haven't had the full Sue Gray report. We have got this interim report. We've we, we've done a previous episode on on some of the reporting and 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 the the uh, discourse of Boris Johnson, his uh, framing of the of the parties and Partygate. But today we're talking
1: about this interim report. Yeah, the really interesting hearing you give that blurb from Wikipedia, which we've used purposely to be neutral. Uh, but it made me think Just hearing the language, the way it's got to be neutral as a Wikipedia policy, uh, POV, which means that things have to be neutral and you'll get edited out if they're not. But there's ways of getting ideas in there that isn't 100% neutral. Uh, and it struck me for a couple of reasons. One is that I had a, a wonderful PhD student, Brie Sudo, who, who was looking at coverage of newspaper of a civil servant strike in, in Botswana where there is a, a legal requirement to be objective, but she was very interested in how you can get a lot of subjective voice into it by smuggling it in under the guise of objectivity. And I was just hearing a lot of those features there. But also in the, in the Gray report, it's the same thing. There is a legal requirement for Gray to be objective in her findings, but this document is laden with evaluative language. It just depends where you put it and how you say it. And it's this way of getting in a strong opinion while still fulfilling the generic requirements we talked about, genre previously, the mm. g- generic requirements to be an objective reporter. And just o- on those grounds, uh, you talked about the fact that the Metropolitan Re- Police report wasn't out yet and that that constrained Sue Gray in many ways. And she, she makes a point of that. She says, I can't do certain things. And because of that, a lot of people expected this report to be quite bland. But it's not. It's actually pretty explosive if you know how, if you do to certain audiences. I think some people might might find it a little bit bland, and some people did say well, it doesn't say anything and it's very grey. It's far from grey. Sue grey is far from grey. It reminds me of a personal reaction I had when I saw a picture. It turns out to be uh, thirty years ago. Geoffrey Howe making a speech to Parliament in which he yeah. criticised Margaret Thatcher, and I I saw it and I thought. Oh, well, he's done nothing. That's That's absolutely ridiculous. He's totally bland and done nothing. But it actually, for those who knew what to look out for it, and were comparing it with the expectations of parliamentary speeches, it was absolutely stunning. And I'm looking to, you know, there's a report in The Guardian from November last year that says, How's that the day a dead sheep turned into a roaring lion? Now, a couple of things there. Dennis Healy, the very prominent Labour Party the minister at the time, referred to being in an argument with Jeffrey has been like savaged by a dead sheep, as like being savaged by a dead sheep. This speech that I saw as very, very bland, has now been described as, you know, delivers his fateful speech, a speech that destroyed Margaret Thatcher's career single-handedly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a roaring lion. So
0: When 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 was that, Tom? That was that was was that 1989? Was that the or nineteen ninety, wasn't it? The um... it
1: did say thirty years ago in that report. Which I've just clicked off my screen. So November thirty, November eighty nine. It must uh, uh, ninety. It must have been November ninety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I remember seeing it. I think it was nothing. And I think this is the same with the Sue Gray report that uh, to a lot of people it might look very bland, but it's not because of what the expectations against which it is is framed. Of course, we won't know for a while how damning it is because uh, there's been an interlude in party gate at the moment. Mm
0: yes we were talking about the the ukraine situation so we, which we've also done an episode on and that's left this partygate thing on the back burner in in terms of media in the uk anyway as we record but you know it, this could explode any any moment so the, the this this interim report it is just to give a sort of a detail we we put a link in the in the um description but it is a 12 page document it's all text it's in sections, each of the paragraphs in kind of legal fashion are numbered, so we can we can talk about those. but there's there's no there's no and, and there's there's a, a, a coat of arms at the beginning because it's from the cabinet office. so there's a cabinet office, coat of arms logo, I guess you might call it, uh the very plain title and, and other than that, it's just very, very plain, straightforward text. Do you want to so it it's in four sections. Yeah, sort of preamble where the some of the situation is, is described. The first paragraph says, "On the eighth of December, twenty twenty-one, the Prime Minister asked the Cabinet Secretary to carry out an investigation to allegations reported on in the media relating to gatherings in Number Ten Downing Street." So it's just kind of setting out the, the I suppose the term of ref, terms of reference and the, some of the evidence that's been submitted. There's a next section on methodology, which is quite a few a couple of pages long, and then a context section. Followed by a general findings section and then a a final section, a very short paragraph on conclusion. So I think you wanted to go through those one by one, some perhaps more interesting to us than others, but.
1: Yeah, they're all interesting in their own way. And I think it's this idea about the, the generic requirements. I mean, it is set out in a particular way, and the language changes, and there are different. Affordances: what we can do or what Sue Gray can do in the different sections. And in the first one, it, it's not called preamble, but it more or less I think it would be called a preamble in another document. As you say, it sets out the terms of reference for the report and, and gives background details in very technical ways. But I think this is interesting way just because that discussion we had about Partygate where the term gathering had taken on this yeah. strange meaning of so two or more people together and that was at one stage, not necessarily illegal, but it was like what, what we might call the entry condition. If you're talking about, uh, flow charts or systems, nothing could have been, nothing would have been illegal until it was a gathering, but a gathering isn't necessarily illegal. So that's the initial requirement for investigation, but we see again and again, so in, in, in section five, she talks about the following events. Okay. So the first one says showing a number of groups, then we get a gathering in the garden of number of 10, a gathering in the Cabinet Office, a gathering in the Cabinet Room. So again, we have this term gathering, and then there's a lot of extra information on the Prime Minister's birthday, on the departure of the number 10 private secretary. So it's what we talked about before. You've got this term gathering, which is potentially damning, or potentially not, and then some extra information. It's that extra information which is put in the form of a qualifier after the the noun. Is that... Relevant or not, does it change the nature of a gathering to a party, to an office, to whatever? So it's left up there. So it sort of reiterates that point we were making earlier about this, the gathering plus qualifier, while it's still got to be determined if it's actually changed class. Is it, still, is it moved into the class of illegality? So I thought that, that, was, that was nice in section one. In section two, just I didn't see very much of interest apart from the fact that point nine, Sue Gray makes it very clear, that she's not allowed to report on illegality. That's the Metropolitan Police's job. So that's important that she puts that. But she also makes it clear that she still thinks it's worth making these points. There's still stuff to stay here. So she's setting expectations. And again, if we think about what the document means, it's in comparison with the expectations of the constraints of that document. So if you lower, if you make it very clear that you can't do certain things, what you do say becomes much more important in just the same way that House speech was much more effective than I thought it would be because of what, what we're comparing yeah. it with.
0: Yeah, I, I think in this. So we're on the methodology section, aren't we yeah. now? And and the, I, I thought number ten was actually worth just pointing right. out. So she, she she this is where she say she tells us the Metropolitan Police has now confirmed that as a result of information provided by the Cabinet Office investigation team. So that's her team. So she's given information to the to the Metropolitan Police, as well as the assessments made by Metropolitan Police officers. They are investigating the events on the dates set out above. So she's given an, a set of dates above, with the exception of now she says, and uh, then she gives list list four gatherings which are not going to be investigated by the police. So these these ones on the fifteenth of May, twenty seventh of November, tenth of December, fifteenth of December haven't met the requirement that the metropolitan, whatever threat criteria, the uh, metropolitan police are using for investigation. But she is, this is now, she's telling us that the metropolitan police are now investigating this, which at the time was a big deal. And so it was, it was, it was one of the the points of scandal or controversy at the time, wasn't it, as to why aren't the metropolitan police investigating this? So that's where she's telling them, right, we've given them information and now they are investigating many of those there was, sort of the same there was a, things
1: there was a lot of scandal as you're saying there was a lot of uh, I don't know if you saw some of the memes comparing the situation with the, the very popular British television program line of duty yeah. which investigates police corruption so I believe they got the original actors if not people imitating their yeah, voices yeah. to act out uh, Christopher Dick, the head of the Metropolitan Police, and Boris Johnson is really showing what the police should act like, rather than how they had actually acted in their imagination. Yeah, it was, good. It was a very important yeah,
0: point. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and again, another piece of context: the 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 um, commissioner, in other words, the leader of the Metropolitan Police. The Metropolitan Police is the police service in London in a, Greater London, and the head of that police organisation. Cressida dick at the time has now resigned. Yes, course, yeah. she, she's you resigned because you know, as as a, as a result of many of these yeah, you know, this a, a string of perceived failings, shall we say. And this was this was one of them. It wasn't it wasn't the final straw, but this this was yeah. part, part of that mix, wasn't it?
1: Yep. So the whole, as you say, yeah, the whole role of the police, really important in different ways here. And the fact that it did sort of put constraints on this, but at the same time, the fact that they're the parties are being investigated. It's still interesting, yeah. of yeah. stuff there. I
0: think there's one. There's one other point just to sort of round that off. In fourteen, at the end of that, they say, "Unfortunately, this is Sue Grayson. Unfortunately, this necessarily means that I am extremely limited." This is what you were saying, Tom. This, I'm yeah. extremely limited in what I can say about those events, and it's not possible to present that at present to provide a meaningful report, setting out and analysing the extensive factual information I have been able to gather. Now I think that's really interesting because she's, you know, as you just said, she she's set telling you I can't tell you the whole story, but by saying and it, so it's got this objectivity, but she's but she's saying I've got a bigger story here than I'm setting out here. There's more, and you know that's extensive factual information. This isn't just that she's got a lot of fact, you know, this she's she, not that just that she has factual information. She's got extensive factual information. I
1: think there's an implicature here, isn't there? It? It certainly is. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, well, let's talk about that. I mean, we've spoken about an implicature before. She's giving, she's giving more information than you might uh, ordinarily expect in, in qualifying it as extensive. We don't necessarily need to know how much she's got, but by saying that she's got extensive factual information, she's drawn attention to the fact I- I- implicitly that, you know, there's a, a lot more to come. And whatever you read into this this interim report, you know, it's not the end by any means.
1: Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, uh, an assumption that it might be juicy and telling the rest of the information yeah, as well, It does. related yeah, to right. criminality yeah. as well. Yeah. No, nice. I mean, I, I just try to imagine a more informal version of this. Uh, well, I can't tell you everything, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, but also, you know, that choice of the word factual as well. You know, it's yes. not just, I mean, information, you know, is it always factual? I mean, you would imagine that, that information is sort of equivalent to facts, isn't it? Not, not always, I guess, but, <laughs> but, she, but she's factual information. Yeah, so she's she's really, really ramming home that this is indisputable. What she's found is not a matter of opinion or of interpretation. She's got extensive, she's got factual information and it's extensive, so.
1: And I think that there's a, an interplay of what's personal information and what's factual information. I think it's going to come up a bit in the conclusions as well. So I think that there is a lot of this... What counts as facts? What counts as personal? And navigating between those, and as you say, so that that really sets up sets us up nicely nicely for that. Mm. Yeah, and, ha- and having done that, I think we it's we can maybe go on to the, the next section, yeah. which is the context. So again, it's not the background that was put out very factually. It's not the setting the remit is. It's not giving the dates to the parties, and it's not talking about the findings, which are all got to be, all going to be hard fact. Context leaves this. This is allows a bit of room for interpretation. What's the context to anything? We we never know exactly what causes something to happen, so we're allowed to be, you know, we're moving towards our own interpretation of the context at mm. this stage, and and that allows a lot of stuff going on. And this. this gets me back to, to the point about the expectations of the document compared with other legal documents. You know, the p- shock value of the document is not in what it says itself. But what it says in comparison to other documents of this nature, just the same as Jeffrey Howe's speeches had shock value in comparison with other speeches in the Houses of Parliament, not in comparison with speeches in The Sun, or, you know, the Articles in the Sun or The Daily Mail or The Guardian. And I think this we've mentioned before this idea of Saussure's so idea of, you know, words get their meaning in contrast to other words, actions get their meaning in contrast to other actions, not just in their own terms. And this I wanna bring this point up twice because. This document gets its meaning in contrast to other documents and expectations, but so also does Boris Johnson's behavior or not. You know, it's not what he did, it's how that contrasts with other people's behavior, and that's what's got people's goats, that's what got people rattled. At the moment, you know, a lot of the Tory politicians said, well, is it really important if he had a birthday cake or not on his birthday? It's not the fact itself, it's not the act itself, it's how that contrasts with other things. And throughout this, so uh, Sue Gray sets up the context, starts off about the outbreak of SARS and everyone was required to behave in such a way that set down there. And in line with those rules, in line with those rules, the vast majority of the population did this. Then she mm. gives the sort of possible way out for the government saying that while they were working very hard, and also the fact that Downing Street is at once a residence but also part of parliamentary uh, or government buildings makes, like, difficult. And then comes the killer. Section paragraph 22. Those challenges, however, also applied to key and frontline workers across the country who were working under equally, if not more, demanding conditions, often at risk to their own health, It is important to remember the stringency of the public health regulations in force in England over the relevant periods and that criminal sanctions were applied to many found to be in breach of them. The hardship under which citizens across the country worked, lived and sadly even died while observing the government's regulations and guidance rigorously are known only too well. Wow. So, so, you know, that is a killer paragraph. Yeah, you might have been having difficult times, but so was everybody else and they and lived more. and died under them, mm. and you partied. So <laughs> I think mean, that's just, that's the killer paragraph to me. And it's put in a lot of evaluative language. Dying, sanctions, you know, challenges, demanding conditions, risk to her own health. She's managed to get an awful lot of subjective language in there in what is, you know, elsewhere a very neutral report. So mm. that, that's a real explosion of a paragraph. Yeah,
0: yeah. Me. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I would I. I I I don't I wouldn't see died as as a as a as a as, as an evaluation. I mean it's you know that's that's factual, isn't it? They they, they died. I think the, the the sadly even died. Sadly even died. The picture that that conjures up for me is all of those people who were saying I couldn't see my relative yeah, exactly. who was about to die. We knew they were about to die, and we couldn't go and see them and say either goodbye or give them a hug or or anything like that. So without saying that, so uh, yes, yeah, there is a lot of of those. Yeah, Evaluative,
1: maybe as they can be, yes, emotive, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. Emotive, it's a very emotive, but the, but even that, the, the, the absence of what we know to have happened is, you know, she, she's not over exaggerating either, which I think is very smart, isn't it?
1: Well, it's really yeah. well done. And it's, yeah, I mean, and as we've seen though, those cases you point out where we had lots of people on YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that, but also several times in the House of Commons. Yeah, politicians from both sides, or sorry, all three sides, all four sides of the divide, standing up and saying, I was, I couldn't see true, my yeah. mother before she died. I couldn't go to this funeral. I, I, I remember Tory politicians as well as Labour politicians doing this mm-hmm. and saying, and while they were doing that. And it's, it's this idea of contrast coming from the other way. They're saying, I accepted that behaviour and I put up with it. I put up with these privations because I thought everyone was doing it. And now I see that it was in contrast to your behavior. It makes me feel like that sacrifice was not worthwhile. Why, mm. did, why did I bother doing it? Mm. And so we've got this double contrast of the public getting scandalized and really, you know, seeing their own behavior in you at the same time as setting up the, the, the behavior here as as the absolute opposite of this this good behavior. Yeah. yeah. I've always been very stuck with those. I found them very emotional when I've seen those, those yeah. people yeah. speaking in Parliament. Yeah.
0: Well, well, another thing that this does is undermines the kinds of defence that were being heard about in, 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 the, in, the, in the sidelines, you know. Well, you know, we were at the centre of government. I mean, I'm very, I'm very much paraphrasing here, but we were at the centre of government, and so it was very hard. We, we were dealing with this pandemic, and so there was a lot of pressure, working closely together under this intense pressure, the nation depending on our decisions and so on. Of course, it was fine. We needed to let off a bit of steam. So, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but that was the sort of thing. And she's completely got to the, you know, completely undermined that kind of defence of saying, well, yeah, you were working hard, but so were a lot of other people who were actually working harder in more difficult conditions. And you saw the pictures, I don't know if you saw them, but there were quite a lot of pictures of medical staff at the end of their shift you know, taking off their masks and having deep, deep red lines across their face, looking very, very tired, absolutely exhausted, going off for a few hours rest before then having to come back and do it again. You know, the physical toll of, of wearing that PPE equipment, as we've now all come yeah. to know the vocab- vocabulary of that. But then also the emotional difficulty of actually being with a lot of people who were going to die or or, or had died you know, during their shift and knowing that it was going to be the same the next day and the next day and the next day um, into the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they weren't getting glasses of champagne in their downtime.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it, yeah, absolutely. And I'm just, just seeing again the last line of that paragraph with a bit of putting in extra information, like you say, about the implicatures. Uh, so the, the, the hardship under which citizens across the country worked, lived and sadly even died, while observing the government's regulation and guidance rigorously there's a bit more than strictly necessary there. We've already been mm. told about all the guidance of but she says mm. while observing the government's regulations yeah. and guidance, you know, this mm. is your, that's thrown in as a little extra bit there yeah. to say, <laughs> <Yeah>. your <laughs> just, guidance. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's contrast amazing there. Mm. Yeah. So I think, you know, that just, yeah. that, that bit where she's allowed to be a bit more emotive, about allowed to bring in more, you know, more, more personal language in a way. Uh, then mm-hmm. makes the the drier findings the stuff that she's really got to do generically. There there are absolute ways you can phrase your findings, and you've got to be very careful about what you say here. But these now mean something totally different because of how she set up the background. Yeah, you know, yeah they're they're yeah. very much more meaningful than than they would have been without that context.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that that takes us on to the general findings section. So. Hey, the first one, against the backdrop of the pandemic, when the government was asking citizens to accept far-reaching restrictions on their lives, some of the behaviour surrounding these gatherings is difficult ju- to justify.
1: I love that phrase. It's difficult to justify. <laughs>
0: mm, mm. By whom? Yes.
1: <laughs> well,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah. So, again, in, in critical discourse analysis, we often you often see people interpreting the absence of social actors. Yeah. Or passive agent deletion, you know, saying things that people have done but not saying who that person is, is as, as a, as a, almost always being a negative thing. I don't think that's true. It, it, yeah. It's got to depend on the context, hasn't it? And, sure, yeah. and, and, and what what's actually been said. In, in this case, I think it's a very it's clever because in the context of the Metropolitan Police investigation and not wanting to undermine. That investigation and not wanting to to cast judgment on this, just showing this is this is the fact. You be the judge of it, public, government, whoever else it might be. So the, the passive agent deletion it, here it means that she can she can tell us what's happened without stepping treading on the toes of the of the of the Metropolitan Police investigation. And so in the, in that sense, I think it's it's a it's a very clever oh. use of absence
1: absolutely with, so it's sort of saying the metropolitan police might might not be able to justify this but it's not putting them in the it no it's nice yeah yeah. but also yeah. Ju- what about justify i think this is nice and vague because yeah, yeah. okay we've got you justify we're not saying who's just what value system are we using to justify this hmm. well it's the legal stuff and the police have to do that and they they might or might not justify it by the law but it's difficult to justify by other systems as well, by other value systems Mm -hmm. as well, meaning it's not just about the law. There's other people, you know, bringing in our personal value systems. If you get away with it from the law, it's still difficult to justify by Mm -hmm. our own values. So Mm -hmm. it's a a nice phrase that it's a real understatement Oh, his behavior was difficult to justify. Difficult to justify. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 I I like the next one. I mean, I don't think we... Probably need to go into all of them. But but the next one, at least some of the gatherings in question represent a serious failure to observe not just the high standards expected of those working at the heart of government, but also the standards expected of the entire British population at the time. So you're really, really, as you've, I think this is a theme, isn't it? Contrast. Yeah. Contrasting the government with the British population, high expectations not met, uh, serious versus serious failure. So that's interesting. But again, you have an absence of the agents so she's not naming those people, so what we've got is we don't know who's at the gatherings in this paragraph a serious failure to observe not just the high standards so expected you know uh, uh, that's good because it, it, it's, it's as though there's a general principle it's not my expectations it's not the expectations yeah. of fellow party members or a small group of elite people it's just the general expectations yeah, gives it gives it a, a big big weight, doesn't it and those working at the heart of government. Now, that's interesting because it, there's your social actor, those working at the, at the heart of government. But it's, it's broad enough to not be pointing the, the figure, no. specific, not naming specific individuals. So she's, not again, not treading on the toes of the Metropolitan Police. But at the same time, yeah. the heart of government has got a very specific implication, hasn't it? It's those people yeah, working very closely. Johnson and those people around him
1: yeah so that's I love that and if you think how buried that is within there you say there's there's no there's not saying anyone failed to observe these things it's it's saying there was a serious failure so we use this noun failure to avoid Mm -hmm. saying the agent yeah to observe the high standards expected we're not even told who expects them of those people so there's an expectation of these people those expectations Weren't observed, but it doesn't just say, you know, people in government didn't do what they sh- didn't observe these restrictions. It's really buried in a chain mm. of of mm. nouns there, but also then at least some. There's other ways of modalizing is when we say something might have happened, could have happened, should have happened. We're not saying it's definite. We're sort of putting some doubt in there. And you can do that in many different ways. And some of them, there's a lot of variety in this section, but then again, at least some of them. So we're not saying everybody did, we're saying some, but we don't know which ones. And, you know, things are expected. That's, again, a form of modality. We don't know. This is the way people should behave. This is, you know, it's telling them about the right way to behave. But it's it's expected, exactly as you said, it's out there. It's sort of like a general category. It's not saying my personal opinion about what they have to do or should do. But this is what's expected generally. It's presenting it as, as an objective fact, as you say, or as a commonly shared opinion. And one of the things, if you notice the way that, so a great change is the modality in terms of what is likely, what is possibly true, but also what uh, should happen and what must happen, two different types of modality. There's a lot of different stuff. We find that she uses the more personal stuff, which is when you when you use modal verbs should, must, and could. She does that a few times. Uh, she does it to refer to sort of ideal situations. No member of staff should be should feel unable to report or challenge poor conduct. There should be easier ways to do this. Uh, so she generally does that, but she also brings it into the recommendations. It's obviously, it's her job to recommend stuff. So at the very end, she says, these events, at the conclusion, So I'm jumping ahead to the conclusion, yeah, she says, yeah. these events must be addressed. She's got the authority to say must. I couldn't say that. I could say the government should do it, they ought to, but not must. So there's the personal stuff by that. This should be addressed as a matter of policy in the, in the section just before the conclusions. But the, So she's saying, this is my personal opinion we i allowed to say it. But then in other places, she's introducing this idea that you say some, some things are a matter of fact. There was too little thought. There was. It was just out yeah. there. This isn't a matter yeah. of opinion. It is not appropriate. Not that I don't think they should do it or I'm forbidding them to do it. It is not appropriate. It's putting as a matter of fact. So there's some nice mixing of the way. I mean, it's... Those of you who want to do a PhD on this on this particular text, there's loads of stuff there. The way she moves in about saying this is my opinion, what I'm entitled to say is my personal opinion, and then there's other stuff that she's talking about, just it's common sense yes. about what yeah. people should do and have to do. And it's really lovely. All the way through mm. the document, depending on the generic constraints, what she's got to try and she can get her evaluative language in there as if it was common sense, and then mm. she's allowed to say personally what she thinks what 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 she almost demands is done because she's allowed to do that.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, did you want uh, anything else on the on the conclusion the, the, the findings? Because I think we, we could, could have a closer look at the conclusions if you've got Yeah, anything... absolutely.
1: Go on, go on. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, it's a short paragraph, so I shall read it out and then we yeah. can pick some parts out. So the conclusion, paragraph 24, the gatherings within the scope of this investigation are spread over a 20-month period, a period that has been unique in recent times in terms of the complexity and breadth of the demands on public servants and indeed the general public. The whole of the country rose to the challenge. (laughs) Ministers, special advisors and the civil service, of which I am proud to be a part, were a key and dedicated part of that national effort.
1: The However, words are big yeah, word's a big word, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what people say, I'm waiting for a bot.
0: <laughs> yeah, However, yeah, there we go. However, as I have noted, a number of these gatherings should not have been allowed to take place or to develop in the way that they did. There is significant learning to be drawn from these events, which must be addressed immediately across government. This does not need to wait for the police investigations to be concluded.
1: It's oh, a little masterpiece,
0: isn't it? Mm. So, I mean, go on. Do you want, do you want to kick off or pick up? Oh, okay,
1: just just yeah. when you're reading that, I mean, just uh, I love the conclusion. There is significant learning to be drawn from these events, which must be addressed immediately across government. A nice mixture of her own opinion. It must be addressed. This is my finding. I'm allowed to say that, She's so got to take it seriously now. But because, this does not need to wait for the police investigations. She knows she's not allowed to say anything about the legality, so that's not the judgment. However... There is significant learning to be addressed.
0: Learning, yeah. What does
1: yeah, that, yeah, that mean? Yeah, yeah. If you can't see they were doing wrong, but if you've got to learn from something that needs to be addressed, it sort mm. of implies things are going wrong.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it does it, a- I think what we've been seeing throughout is that oh, this is just a this this whole thing is just a prelude. You know, we're waiting for those extensive facts yes. that she's, she's yeah, promised, yeah, yeah. And, we're, and we're waiting for, to know what what are the what are the events because is the second time she said this. She's used this phrase that there are events that should not have been allowed to take place or develop in the way that they yes, did. It's exactly
1: the same phrase again, isn't it's it? Exact that yeah.
0: same phrase that we saw in the, just a minute ago. And, you know, we want to know what they are. You know, she's not told <laughs> us what those specific and, and what in the way they developed.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're waiting. So there's a, there's a, a this whole thing is, is, it's it's full of implication. It, ah. it's, foresh- it's foreshadowing something else, isn't it? And, uh, uh, it's by no means a conclusion. So people trying to draw a line on this, as they as they say, it, it, are not going to be successful because there's a lot more to come. Yep. Yeah,
1: and I love the last line because, as you say, wait for the Sue Gray report was was the concentrate I believe rather like, you know, the, the prime minister ha- likes to have key responses when he's asked a lot of questions. And I believe, I'm afraid we'll just have to wait until the full report is out, Was his answer to, to everything. Mm, and yes, it was just that's what right. he said to, to yeah. avoid the question opting out crisis maxim opting out he used it as a way of opting out so this is a, the punchline is here is not that bad things were done but these need to be just and this does not need to wait for the police report you can actually yeah, start yeah. acting now and so that whole defence has been invalidated by, by that last line again it's another killer paragraph
0: yeah yeah and yet as we speak you know very very little change we are I mean we are waiting for this uh, to to see to see what what really happens but I think yeah I mean if we can, if we can use so what what have we got for our, for our discourse analysis I mean a lot of this is about the form the, the and the use as we said earlier the use of the the generics the, the structure of this genre of document to an, in a very effective way yeah the fact that it's very plain I, I, as we've said in another episode the the plain text gives it gravity or allows it to retain a kind of gravity but as you've been pointing out tom we have we've also this the, the the modality here so the the attitude towards yeah. you know certainty or distance or uncertainty and an opinion all of that that system that we call modality is is really important here and again focusing in focusing out and using certainty at some points you know i mean i don't know if that's from our point of view as people who
1: yeah, I and mean, this is we assume these things work, and we've got to be careful as you mm. know, as discussed earlier, where there's criticisms that that you know this is our interpretation, but we do look to see how these things pay out in in the, in the long run, and I, I and I think, I, yeah, but the only way to test it is to see how how it went it's, down it's, and yeah, what the reactions it's, were it's, in the real world.
0: Out, yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 a good 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 point, a good good conclusion, I think. Well, there we go. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens uh, with this. We've we've read the discursive tea leaves and we we, we think we might know, but we'll
1: see. We'll see. Okay. Right. Tom, that was great. Thanks very much, as usual. Okay. Enjoyed it, as usual. See you next week. Cheers, Michael.